film fans to a bonus episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me as always, Drew Douglas. It's May, baby. In this short and sweet episode of Quality Check Podcast, we're doing what we like to call pop culture pickums. This time for May. That's where Drew and I pick three things that are coming out and or are happening in the month of May that we're excited for, and we want to share that love with you. So not all of these picks are movies. We can do movies, TV shows, music. You have some music coming up? I have some music. Okay. Do you have any music? Not this time. What's the matter with you? I had music last time, and for June, I've got two albums on my list. I, I In June... There is an album coming out that I think is my most anticipated of anything coming out. Of the entire year, you think? That's maybe being overdramatic, but it's what I'm looking forward to the most. Like top five? Do you think it makes it in your top five list of the entire year? Yes. Woo! I wish we could just jump ahead to June. We should. But May's I'm a interested. good month. I'm, I'm interested because I think two of my picks will make you genuinely scream and die inside. Why do you always say that, and if you they noticed, will. I never have a reaction, <laughs> except for when you did... Um, That's a good point. Game of Thrones. No, Walking Dead. Did you get mad at that? I don't remember. I didn't get you. mad, but I, I just, just like, I don't get it. You grunted. I'll say so far, these picks that we've had, one has been a bust, and that's been Game of Thrones. Like I, I, I feel like most of mine have been pretty solid. Mine actually are decent overall. I've, I've only been surprised by the Game of Thrones, and I have to say, I'm not liking this season. Good. Three episodes left. For I'm, some reason, that makes me happy. I'm not digging it. I honestly would say this may have ruined the entire show for me, <laughs> this last episode. I'm being 100% real about it. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our May pickums. Drew, why don't you start with number three? Number three is an Audible original drama. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I forgot about this, and you brought this up in not our last episode where we... It was a Twilight Zone episode, yeah, right? it was a Twilight Zone episode. Uh, Audible, you know I love Audible. They're doing a, this really cool thing where they are bringing William Gibson's original Alien 3 script to life in honor of the 40th anniversary of the Alien franchise. Now, Gibson wrote this way back in 1987. It is a direct sequel to James Cameron's Aliens movie. And obviously it never got made, um, but this script ended up leaking online. It earned a cult following. And what's really cool about this is they've turned this into basically like this, it's a, it's an audio book, but it's done as if you're with full production and it includes cast members Michael Bean and Lance Henriksen. Loves. Who are reprising their iconic roles of Hicks and Bishop. They were featured in Cameron's 1986 movie. Bring back Higgs. Now, Dark Horse Comics turned the script, this script, into a comic series last year. Now it's getting the audible treatment. It comes out on May 30th, 2019. Now, a hot off of that announcement with Alien, did you see anything about the play, like the school that ended up putting on a play production? And then Sigourney Weaver showed up. I know. Isn't that cool? I wish she was part of this. That honestly is what I was in expecting you to say, that she would make some kind of surprise appearance. But I'm really surprised. Why not? She's busy with all those Avatar movies. Now, what I well, this is the thing, too, and that's probably true. But I guess Gibson wrote two drafts. One was more in tone with 
Ridley Scott's Alien, one was more in tone with Cameron's Aliens, which is more action-oriented. And he didn't know whether or not Sigourney Weaver was going to be coming back for a third movie. So Ripley is apparently not featured in this very much. Whoa. But along with her, like Newt is a cast member and obviously Hicks. And this is online, so you could search it out and read it. I've never read it before, but I heard it's pretty wacky. Did you like the movie overall, the it, Fincher film? It's his worst movie, but I I like it. Worst is in like it's still good. It's okay. Decent. Middle the, of the uh, there's a there's a version of it that I have on Blu-ray. It's called the Assembly Cut. It it an editor and I can't remember if he worked on the original version, but he takes all the Fincher's notes and cuts together footage and stuff that wasn't in the final product. And it's the closest that you'll get to like a director's cut. But it's actually really cool. Hmm. So my number three caught me off guard. It kind of slipped in. And I told you originally I only had one movie. I've got two movies. The third one is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have been witness to the unspeakable horrors of the defendant's heinous crimes. You have seen ghastly injuries, smashed in faces, broken jaws. Will the defendant please rise? For years, I've carried this guilt that I'm to blame for everything. <laughs> if only I hadn't trusted you. I promise you'll never leave me this. It's about a mother missing girl, isn't it? Ted, did you do it? No. It is out now where you can stream it. It is about Ted Bundy. Here's what's interesting about this. I found out the director is Joe Berlinger, and he also worked on the Ted Bundy tapes, the conversations that you can also find on Netflix. Those are four episodes. Apparently, he worked as the director on that. I'm intrigued by this because I'm questioning, will that bring a little bit of authenticity and credibility to this? where maybe he knew Ted Bundy a little bit more and he lived within the notes and all of this of who he is, that maybe this character that Zac Efron is playing is closer to the actual version, the real-life version of Ted Bundy. And I'm really curious by that, but I also want to see Zac Efron play this really different role than what he's ever played in the past. And I'm really curious to see like how he holds up are you interested in this movie at all it being on netflix i would maybe sit down and watch it but i i gotta be honest with you i haven't turned netflix on in like three months it's been a while we've been busy doing other things and that's weird because a couple months ago was it last month that i one of my picks was the bear grills reality show yeah did yeah. you ever start that no nah, i never did <laughs> believe it or not i've heard ah good things about it well he's great i just don't have I, there's only so much time and uh sometimes i just don't want to watch that my number two pick has me singing a little tune do you even care how much pressure i'm under not really i'll still be collecting my 20 percent long after you've killed yourself Maybe I should have tried to be more ordinary. You were never ordinary. 
number two pick is Rocket Man, directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Taron Egerton as Elton John. And this is obviously about the iconic singer. Um, Dexter Fletcher worked with Taron on Eddie the Eagle. Did you see that? No. It was a, I liked it. I've heard really good things that it's a very surprisingly good movie. And then Fletcher, of course, did some uncredited work on Bohemian Rhapsody when Brian Singer started acting like a moron during the <laughs> final few weeks of production. So one, a couple of interesting things. One, that, you know, working on Bohemian. This movie was written by Lee Haw, who's done some really good stuff. He did. Huh. He wrote Billy Elliot, Pride and Prejudice. He's do he did War Horse with Spielberg, which is um, but that's top five Spielberg for me. Me too. I love that movie. And then um, he wrote the upcoming Cats adaptation with Taylor Swift. Is she in that? I don't yes. know. Yes, I don't know. I have no interest in that. My number two. It's an HBO limited series coming out May sixth. Hey, it's my birthday. Chernobyl. Oh uh, yeah, I have, my dad was telling me about this. That can have you seen the trailer to it? I haven't. Uh, like Netflix, I haven't turned HBO on in like three months. This limited series, I saw the trailer to this a while back, but this was literally the best thing about turning on and watching HBO Go for the most recent episode of Game of Thrones. Who's in it? Jared Harris and Stellan Skarsgård. Mm, I like them. I'm curious to see if they're going to be detailing like the aftermath or is this building up to it? From what I can tell from the trailers, it looks good. What do you think about them at, like incorporating zombies into it? And Godzilla. <laughs> it's a tie-in to the new movie coming out. You know what? Prediction, that movie's not going to do well. I don't think so either. You keep saying it'll be a bomb. I, th- I think it'll make 100 mil, but I don't think it'll do very well. Barely. It will I, barely make 100 mil. We talked about this. We did, Sift Pop has its own, it's the Summer Sum game where you pick the movies you think that are going to rack up the most money and you rank them. Yeah. I didn't have Godzilla in my top 10. I had my, that is a dark horse. I hope it's a freaking steaming pile of crap, just like that first Godzilla movie. Just not with Brian Cranston. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so number one, are we there yet? Yeah. Let's do it. My number one is an album. Okay. And you might be thinking to yourself, I know what album he's going to (laughs) say. You might be thinking to yourself, this guy's going to pick the new Vampire Weekend. Yeah, that's what I thought. He loves those guys. And I would have. But since we do movies on this movie podcast, I chose only one album this month. Oh. And you can blame Rocket Man for me not selecting Vampire Weekend. You might not care. But for my number one most anticipated piece of pop culture for May, I'm picking the new album from the Get Up Kids. It's called Problems. That's a problem. It's their first album in eight years. This Kansas City band formed when I was in the fourth grade. Be honest, I've never heard of them. And they had a huge impact on my musical taste around that point, and I've been happily following their career ever since. This is album number six. The Get Up Kids. Which album should I listen to? Never heard of them before. It depends. I 
personally, Something to Write Home About is my favorite. Came out in 1999. That sounds really familiar, actually. The the album, the follow-up album to that is On a Wire, and that is very different from what they had done prior. But it's one of my favorite Get Up Kids albums. And then 2004's Guilt Show is really good. Hmm. And if you want maybe a sample, this if you've never heard of this band before and you're kind of interested, last year they released an an EP called The Kicker EP. It's four tracks. Huh. It's like 20 minutes long. And it would give you an idea of who they are and if you're into it. I'll have to listen because I'm really curious. It's one of my favorite bands of all time. Have they evolved a lot since they first started? I think the sound other than On a Wire is pretty similar. Them as artists, they're, they've learned the craft a little bit better. Okay. And if you go back and listen to this podcast, you might hear a sample. Ooh! I have, for my number one, a little-known movie. We are both actually pretty pumped about this. Hmm. It's coming out the last day of the month. Give me some hints. This... Last day of the month? Yep. The and it's vi- not Rocket Man? Nope. Which, by the way, comes out on the last day of the month, May 31st. So it shares quick. the same release date. Okay. Completely different than Rocket Man. It, like, say you've got this fantasy, kind of optimistic, true story. Sure. Here, it's a zany story, a little dark, maybe a little spooky or scary. And we get, for the first time... I think I know what you're going to say. Octavia Spencer. (laughs) She's going nuts. She's buying these underage kids, these minors, some booze. She's wanting to suck them into her house. She kisses one of them at one point. And she ropes one of them in and says, ooh, you smell like your dad. I love it. Cannot wait for this movie. Movie looks nuts, and I'm just ready for a full-out bonkers, not a good movie. I I don't know how this will be, but just like one of those that it's kind of sloppy but fun. This is a little Blumhouse movie. A Blumhouse, which they're known for putting out some really great movies. The name of this? Yeah, I want to hear. Tell the people what this is called. One word. One syllable. Yeah. Ma. Love it. What? Love Ma. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> How did she get our numbers? You know where the party is. Mm. Those earrings are beautiful, Maggie. You got a sweet mama, huh? Who are you with? Just some kids from school. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Men are dogs. There's something off about Ma. Seriously? She's harmless. Coming out May 31st, final Friday of the month. Get ready, because when you're not wanting to go sing along in the theater with Taryn and his portrayal of Elton John, you want to go maybe dress up in your best, I don't know, Letterman jacket, something like that. Oh, yeah. Go to the theater. When you when you don't want to see another really bad Godzilla movie. Because you want to go see Ma. Go see Ma. I love that line in the trailer where she's like, welcome to Ma's. Now you... I love it. It might sound like we're being silly, I really cannot wait for this. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's why it made it to number one. And we got, what did we see? We got this preview and you and I were just like giggling and laughing. Pet Cemetery. But we were loving it. Was it? Yeah. I thought it was like Shazam or something. Yeah, it may have been. We got it it twice. Every time it comes up, I'm like, are tickets available yet? My feet, so we have reclining seats. My feet, are dangling off the side of this, and I'm kicking them Ooh. up and down my feet just like I'm a child. Yeah. Uh, yes. Ma, 
looks awesome. That almost cracked my list. I should have said this before we started. There's a movie coming out. It's got Brad Pitt in it. It's directed by James Gray. It's called Ad Astra. It's supposed to come out, I think, May 24th. We've not seen any previews. Nope. The visual effects are apparently so bar- far behind that it's not screening it like can. And if we knew that that was officially for sure coming out on the 24th, that would have been my number one. Would have cracked your list. And yep. uh, Little Rocket Man probably would have been brushed aside. Now, here's the thing. We have one image that has been released so far of Brad Pitt suited up. What is that? There's no way it's coming out this month. <laughs> you, know, you know, I would be shocked. So there's an article I sent to you today, and you said that you had read this article, but Pitt and Gray, they're basically saying there's no way we can release it. So apparently, right now, and speculation is being pushed back to the fall. I'd much rather them I, take their time. This seems like something that could be in some sort of awards contention. Well, they keep saying that this is the best space travel film that's been released to date, The that depicts that the best. In terms of... That I don't know. That's just what Gray said. Like even over Inception, or not Inception, even over Interstellar, which is the greatest space movie of you all time. You would think there's no way for it to top that, right? But apparently there's according... No, I can tell you right now, there's no way. And if it does, I'll let you hit me. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'd be as, to go as far as to say that if this tops Interstellar in terms of space travel, just in terms of being, an I'm awesome going to movie. retire. Now, if you knew this was coming out, would it, where would it have landed on your list? I'd like to see because if it turns out to be something that's really awful, which is hard for me to believe that's the case, but this would definitely go on my list. It would go over Ma, so it would be number one for me. Because I love a good space travel. You throw in Brad Pitt. You throw in... Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Together. Not The, not the Rock or Tommy it's Lee Jones. basically the sequel to Space Cowboys. I'm in. But yes, that seems like a good fall movie. How crazy would that be if they're just like, surprise, here it is. In theaters. It would, would tank, though. There's no marketing. That's the thing. Is no you, poster. You, there's no buildup. You can't release it now. I mean, you could end up doing a Cloverfield where you show very no. little, but you end up having posters. This isn't that kind of movie, though. Even Cloverfield, there was some kind of buildup, like you said. All right. So, recapping, my top three, Alien 3, an Audible original drama, Rocket Man, and The Get Up Kids Problems, which comes out Ooh. on May 10th, 2019. My top three, starting with number three. Hit me. Number three, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, mm-hmm. a Netflix original. Number two, Chernobyl, mm-hmm. the HBO limited series. And then number one, Ma. So I like that because starting from the bottom up, they are being released. Like I said, the Netflix film is out now. Chernobyl next week. And then Ma the final week. So we asked all of you on Twitter as well, do you have any pickums? May pickums something that you're interested to know about? Yeah, I just told you. If you Oh, you're not talking to me. I'm for sorry. for everyone else out there that's listening. Last week, we actually had actually no earlier, early in the week, we had Andy Carr on from Spring Food Mo podcast. Andy said he's got several, several things that he's excited about for this 
upcoming month or this month of May. And he said his number one, though, has to go to John Wick Chapter 3. I don't know if that was his number one. He just, that's what I remember him saying. I hope it's his number one. Can I tell you something? What's that? I don't think I'm going to see that in theaters. You're not excited for it at all, are you? No, not really. I've been thinking more and more. That almost made my list, but as we get closer, I'm seriously worried about John Wick Chapter 3. Here's the reason. The first film, great. Came out of nowhere. Had no idea this would exist. Don't think anyone else did. Then the second one came out. I was kind of let down. I thought, you know, I could just do with one of these films. One and done. And now there's a third film. And I was excited when I first heard about it. Now, I'm not really excited at all. It's waning fast. We'll find out. But it's one that if I don't see in theaters, I don't think I'll care. I'll still go see it in the theaters because I want to be able to see it in the best way possible. Well, that's Andy's pick. One and only pick. We've got also another listener, Jesse. So shout out to Jesse. At the bottom of the list, number three for her, it's the final season of iZombie. Have you seen that? I've never seen it. Have you been interested in watching that? Never been interested. I told Jesse I'd like to see it, but it's pretty short. I've had somebody recommend it to me numerous times. And you know, do you know what I've told them before? You said, heck no. Heck no. No, not, um, I just, I, I, there's only so much time I have. Like yeah. I said, I don't have time to, to watch everything I want to see. And this is, this is a, a casualty. When iZombie came out, I remember saying that iZombie was, iZombie is a CW show. When it first came out, I thought, I'll wait until it's done. See how it turns out. What everyone says about it. Was it a good run or no? If it is, I'll watch it. If not, I won't. So we'll make, I'll make that determination on what everyone's saying about it. Because right now, Game of Thrones, if I were to have heard from someone like, you know what? Last season's awful. I would not have jumped into the show. You know what you need to do? Stop watching. But no, no, no. <laughs> I don't care. You need to finish. <laughs> you need to finish. Three episodes There's left. Three episodes. Um, the teaser for Veronica Mars came out yesterday. And there's only three seasons of that, and then you can just watch the movie. But it rules. Does the movie bridge the show, and it's coming out again, like season four? Is that right? It's Hulu brought it back for a reboot. So this is basically season four. And then the movie took place after the third movie. And it it was a Kickstarter movie. That's right. I remember hearing about that. Kristen Bell. Highly enjoyable. Is that your favorite Kristen Bell role? Uh, probably really the only thing I've seen her in besides <laughs> the Bad place. Moms. I don't watch The Good Place. Really? Huh. I've wanted to jump in. And, and she was in one place. episode of Everwood way back when before Veronica Mars. But that's my recommendation. Everwood. No, Veronica Mars. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to watch it so we can cover it on the show. It'd be interesting. I've, I've actually really wanted to see it, but I've never started. I don't think I've even seen the trailer to the movie. So I, mean, I need to like jump on it. Four or five years ago, probably. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, what's number two? Number two for Jesse is Catch Twenty Two, the Hulu series, or I'm sorry, the Hulu film. George Clooney. No, it's a series. He's working on this. It's like it's like five episodes or something. Coming out on Six. May seventeenth. And have you seen the trailer to that? Because Jesse said that trailer actually got her hooked. I, it looks weird. Like, visually looks weird. 
Yeah, so six episodes right now. So a limited run. It looks like they did some sort of CG work with it. Like there's mm. actors and then you know, like Sky Captain or something where the background is oh, fake. Okay. There's something weird about it. I've never read the novel though. Yeah, I don't know what to say about Catch-22 because I saw a clip of it. It looked interesting, but I still haven't watched the full trailer. It's just one of those things. I, I don't know if I have time to read it. I don't know if, if I have time to watch it, but I want to watch it. So I'm like kind of in like what you would call a real Catch-22. Well, it looks like I'm curious if each episode is only going to be like an hour long. I would assume so. I think each episode's seven and a half hours long. I would hope so. They're trying to cash in on that Game of Thrones type. Style. All right. And Jesse's number one pick goes to Rocket Man. She's blasting off I with can't this wait. fantasy film. It looks good. It looks better every time I see a preview. Better than Bohemian? Yeah, because I look like butt. Oh. And you know what? It turned out to be butt. And I you actually know what? had a lot of fun with that. It was made by a. <laughs> oh, I mean, so... I don't think anyone can refute that. Why anybody was getting excited for that with him behind the camera is just. Crazy. Then, but, I mean, I sat and watched it, so what does it say about me? So, so months after the Oscars, and it, did, it fared so well at the Oscars, is it still a surprise? Do you think we'll look back and say, what happened? People will look back with regret. Well, at least we get Rami turning out a oh, James Bond villain now. I know, I film. cannot wait. So maybe if it weren't for that, we would not get Rami in that role, in that kind of role. He was already rumored well before he ever won that Oscar. Oh, really? Yes. Interesting. It's been, I been no happening idea. for a long time. That's that's pretty cool. I think he'll make for a great villain. I think he will. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. You know why? Because he has that face <laughs> that's like, like handsome, creepy. The you know Rami what I'm saying? face. The Rami face. <laughs> So fans out there, that's going to do it for our May Pick'ems. What we've got in the works coming up. Tell me. Every week we do a little show called The Twilight Zone. We'll watch it, people, the rebooted oh, series. People are loving it. People have gone crazy over this new show. Take it as you will, how, the, how you want to interpret crazy. I'll leave that up for you to decide. Just like the original Twilight Zone series. It's ambiguous, that term. So... We're watching The Twilight Zone, and we're talking about each episode as it comes out. So this will take us all the way through May. Every week we'll have a Twilight Zone episode for you. Then after that, we will have Filmmaker Spotlight on S. Craig Zoller. He's releasing Dragged Across Concrete, and that's coming out on Blu-ray. I got to so. watch that, and I got to watch his first two movies. Woo -woo. Got a lot of watching to do. So you haven't started on him yet? No, because I wanted to make sure we were doing it. Mm -hmm. Did you watch Dragged? Mm -mm, no, not okay, yet. Okay. But his film Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell saw that, and I rented that no, out. I don't want to hear anything. I won't say. Keep it a secret. I'll, the only thing I've heard, I've heard good things, and my dad said, I've seen some pretty graphic things in movies before, but this pushed it. And I, I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? That was honestly going to be my tease. Rented it out of nowhere, and I watched that by myself. Because you love Kurt. Oh, I love Kurt. Anything he's in, I'll watch. There's even a new movie he's in called Crypto, and it's getting ripped. <laughs> and I haven't seen it anywhere, but it's got to be on demand right now. I still, I'll watch it because it's got Kurt Russell. S there's a contest going on where we are trying to rake in 200 followers on Twitter. It's not going well. All you have to do is follow us, Quality Check Pod. 
And once we hit that 200 follower mark, we will draw for Fandango gift card. Your name could come up and you could win that gift card to go see some movies at your favorite theater on us. So many places we could go. I just wanted you to know. Put this all into perspective.